0: We begin the Book of Exodus or, perhaps more properly, the Book of Names. V'Ele shmot. The first words of the book are, now these are the names. And this is the second book of the Torah. Interestingly, the book begins with the word V'Ele. Vav, the V'Ele, and these, the Vav is a connective. It has other functions as well, but one of them is to connect. In other words, the second book of the Torah is a continuation of the first book. And that's actually a very important point, that the story continues, but from another perspective, each of the five books of the Torah is a discrete book. So when analyzing the Book of Exodus, we're always thinking about the Book of Exodus as a continuation of the first book. On the other hand, the Book of Exodus has its own integrity, it's its own book. So for example, In looking at the book of Exodus in chapter 1, chapter 1 is about how the family of Yaakov, Jacob's family, descended into Egypt with their households. And in chapter 1 it describes how this family, eventually their descendants, become enslaved in the land of Egypt. The pharaoh sees the Jewish presence as a threat, lest they multiply, join up with their enemies, ascend from the land. And he imposes a set of... uh, punishments, restrictions uh, upon the uh, Jewish people in the land of Israel, enslaving them, abusing them, avdut, slavery, inui, abuse. And the form that it takes, says the Torah in the first chapter of Exodus, that Pharaoh uh, placed upon them taskmasters in the 11th verse, P'yosim orav sarei misim, by even a remiskenot, the Pharaoh, at Pitom at Ramses, the Torah says that they set taskmasters over them to oppress them with forced labor. They built cities, garrison cities for Paro, Pitom and Ramses. So the form that the abuse takes, the enslavement and the abuse takes, uh, is the building of cities. So the book of Exodus begins with the forced conscription. Uh, the placing upon the people in the land of Egypt, the strangers who came from a different place, the Jews, uh, the responsibility to build. And the verse is actually very interesting. That the Torah says in verse 11, He placed over them taskmasters to abuse them with their hard labor. And they built store cities, or perhaps garrison cities for Pharaoh, Piton and Ramses. In other words, the goal of Pharaoh is not the building of the cities. The goal of Pharaoh is the inui, is the abuse, to break them down. Now, the book of Exodus begins, therefore, with building, but the book of Exodus also ends with building. About 30 to 40 percent of the book of Exodus is about the instructions to build the tabernacle, the Mishkan, the place in which God and the people will dwell together. And the last six chapters of the book describe the actual building of this uh, this temple, the sanctuary, the carrying out of the divine instruction. There there are six chapters of instruction, there are six chapters of building, 12 chapters, in a book which has 40 chapters. So what is the difference then between the building for Pharaoh in chapter 1 of Exodus and the conclusion of the book, which is the building of the Mishka? And it strikes uh, the reader, I think, that there are several very important distinctions. One of the distinctions I have already alluded to, and that is that Pharaoh's building is not building for the sake of building. It's not building for a purpose. The purpose is to break them down. That's fairly clear from verse 11 in chapter one, but it's even more clear from what comes up later in the book of Exodus. The book of Exodus, uh, and we'll get to this uh, in the coming chapters, Moshe has been entrusted with the task of taking the people out of Egypt and bringing them to the promised land. Moshe uh, goes to speak to Pharaoh in chapter 5 and together with his brother Aaron and in chapter 5 they inform Pharaoh in verse number 1 Thus says the God of Israel Send my people that they may celebrate with me in the desert. In other words, Moshe is asking Pharaoh to allow the slaves to leave temporarily to serve God in the desert, and Pharaoh uh, responds, "No, I never heard of this God." Says Pharaoh, "Mi who is this God that I should obey Him? His voice, hearken to Him. shall Yisrael to send Israel out. Or Yedati Yet Hashem, I don't know this God. Yisrael I'm not sending Israel out. And then Moshe continues with the dialogue. Maybe we'll come to that in the ensuing chapters, discuss in more detail. Um, Pharaoh refuses to let them go. He says to Moshe and Aaron, why would you disturb the people? And then Pharaoh uh, issues a command. The command is given in chapter 5, verse number 6. Pharaoh commanded his... taskmasters, and the foreman of the people, saying, Do not provide the people with straw for making bricks. The, the straw was being provided by the Egyptians to allow the Jews to make the bricks, but Pharaoh says, don't provide it anymore. They're just lazy. Therefore they're saying, let us go sacrifice to our God. Let's make it more difficult for them. And Pharaoh commands in chapter 5 the taskmasters saying to them that we're not giving you any more straw. However, you must go out and find your own straw. And in verse number 13, the people... Were told by the taskmasters who press them, you must complete the same work assignment each day as when you had straw. In other words, whatever the quota is, they are commanded to provide the same number of, uh, same number of bricks. And the Torah says that they can't do that. They can't provide the same number of bricks, uh, obviously because they have to spend time to get the straw. And when they can't provide the same number of bricks, then the Jewish uh, foremen who are assigned uh, to make sure the people do their job are beaten because they can't, uh, they're not bringing in the appropriate amount of bricks. They can't fill the quota. Now, the point is, if Pharaoh were interested in the building of the cities, he would have done something very different. He would not have said to them, uh, I'm taking away the straw. What probably he might have said is, provide more bricks. You're providing 10 bricks an hour, you're making 10 bricks an hour, make 15, work harder, you're just lazy. But that's not what he does. He sets up a situation where they can't possibly fill the quota. And that would suggest, and as I suggested already in chapter one, that his interest is not so much the building of the cities. The interest is breaking people down. The cities actually are a byproduct. In other words, in, in working for Pharaoh, it's not purposeful labor. And the, quite the opposite is true when it comes to building the mishkan. The emphasis in the building of the mishkan at the end of the book is the idea of purposeful work. Rachshov machshavot, purposeful labor. And when one is doing purposeful labor, no matter how, how hard we work, there's a satisfaction in that it's not difficult to work hard. But It's difficult to work when there's no purpose. That's one distinction. And the second interesting distinction is that when it comes to working for Pharaoh, there are no vacations. There are no days off. Moshe had asked in chapter 5 that the people be allowed to travel into the desert to serve their God. And clearly, the intention is to return. He's not planning to run away. Pharaoh says, no way. You can't have time off. Because when you have time off, then there's the opportunity to reflect upon what you're doing. But when it comes to the building of the Mishkan, at the end of the book, the emphasis is, and the mitzvah that's connected with the building of the Mishkan, is the mitzvah of Shabbat, the day of rest. The Torah insists that even though you are working and building six days during the week, but on that seventh day you must rest. So these are two very critical distinctions, but the key point over here as we begin our study of the book of Exodus. The book of Exodus is a discrete book. It has a beginning and it has an end. One of the ways in which it begins is working for the Pharaoh, work which has no purpose. And the book will conclude with working for God, work which has a very deep purpose and a deep significance.